Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. A couple of absolutely amazing games last night in the NCAA tournament. Gonzaga, Kansas State, both advancing with tremendous performances and finding a way to get it done in the end. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Marquise Norwell was in the zone last night. Dear God, he was phenomenal. 19 assists, an NCAA tournament record, including the one where he faked arguing with his coach on the sideline and then threw an alley-oop dunk that was just gorgeous. In the Zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Let us bring in the outstanding Myron Metcalf, ESPN college basketball reporter. Of course, Sunday morning on ESPN Radio as well. He joins us right now with Kenty and Carlin. Myron, last night... The two phenomenal games ranked those two for me. Which was the best game of those two? Oh, man, I think it had to be uh, Kansas State, Michigan State, just by a hair, only because Marquise Noel, as you mentioned, being a New York guy, a uh, Harlem guy, uh, to do that at Madison Square Garden, to play like that, uh, it was just like nothing I've ever seen. Uh guy's 5'8", plays like he's 6'8", and that was phenomenal. But, but you know, UCLA Gonzaga was a classic as well. I think we got two games that, we'll remember for years to come. Myron, how much credit does Jerome Tang deserve for doing this in his first year as the head coach at Kansas State? He deserves all of it. You know, I was talking to Jerome last summer when he took the job, and he was saying, I think I have something here. And he really put an emphasis on bringing those guys together. Every Sunday, starting last summer when he got the job, uh, he would bring the team over to his house every Sunday, catered meals, just kind of getting no guys. And they just built a real camaraderie and as much as people use that culture word, as you know, too often, uh, I think he did establish a culture that, you know, paid its benefits last night when you saw the way they stayed together down the stretch. So I think, I think Jerome Tang, one of the better coaches in America, I don't know how long they're going to be able to keep him uh, if he keeps doing this, but uh, he deserves all the credit. <laughs> I mean, it is nuts to consider that that was a team that was picked last in the Big 12. And Wild. here they are. Wild. And here they are. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Myron Metcalf is with us, ESPN College basketball reporter, as we are in for Greeny today. Gonzaga, you know, are the Zags actually helped in this case by not being a number one seed this year? Because every other year we expect them to get over the hump, and every other year they don't. Yeah, I mean, my, my thought on Gonzaga is that they have been phenomenal, especially if you consider the fact that they've really only been a prominent program for just over 20 years. Like, you go look at any team in college basketball history and you say, okay, what did you do in your first 20 years as a prominent Division One program? There aren't many that have been able to do what Gonzaga's done so far. Five Elite Eights, I believe, in the last eight seasons. They've been in the national championship game. Uh, they've done more in these last six or seven years than, you know, your Dukes or Kentuckys, but no one cares about that. I, I think People doubt Gonzaga regardless because they're waiting for them to get that first national championship. But if you look at it, look at it historically, um, if they've been 20 years at this level, uh, I don't think it's a fair expectation to assume you got to get a national championship when other programs didn't do it. Bottom line is they're one of the best teams in America, one of the best programs in America. And I think last night probably silenced some doubters. But the people who think that they're not worthy of this level or think they always flop, during this stage, they're going to still believe that until they cut down the net. Myron, where does Drew Timmy rank in terms of all-time tournament performers? 
well, he, it feels like he's been around for 18 years, man. Yeah, I feel exactly. Like I, him. exactly. I, feel, I feel like in 07, when I started covering college basketball, he was there. Um, but, I mean, he, he's going to go down as one of the greatest college basketball players ever. I, I mean, in this era, at least. Like, he's just been consistent. He's had Gonzaga on his back. Uh, he's helped Mark Few have some of the best years uh, of, his, of his tenure. And, and the problem with a Drew Timmy, and it's the problem with college basketball, is if you're not a first-round pick or a projected first-round pick or a lottery pick, people go, okay, maybe you're not that good. So guys don't get a lot of credit for being good at this level, especially traditional bigs, which the NBA has no use for. But I think at this level, Drew Timmy has been one of the more dominant forces we've seen, I think, in the last 10 to 15 years. Uh, That won't translate to NBA success, but I'm going to tell you what, I know he's making a ton of NIL money. He's going to be okay either way. March is a huge month for basketball. It takes top talent to help these incredible teams get to this level. And if you're hiring, you can find top talent with ZipRecruiter. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ESPN College Basketball Analyst Myron Metcalf is with us right now. And he's brought to you by Wendy's 2 for 6 bucks, the best deal in fast food. ESPN Radio Sunday morning as well, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time. Myron, uh, let's go to tonight. Creighton favored by nearly 10 over Princeton. Uh, The number feels a little bit heavy just with the way that Princeton plays right now. Evaluate this matchup for us. Well, I mean, you got to give Princeton full credit uh, for the way they just dictated the pace. Mitch Henderson's done a great job. Arizona, one of the fast teams in America, slowed them down. They had a double-digit lead in the second half against Missouri. Missouri was trying to get back into the game, but you just can't get back into the game against a team that plays that way, that plays at that pace. So a seven- or eight-point lead against Princeton with Princeton is like a 25-point lead with everybody else. So it's just hard to really do what you want to do. But Creighton just kind of has it all. Uh, Ryan Nemhard, Andrew Nemhard's brother, the guy playing for the Indiana Pacers, kind of steadies the ship. Guys like Ryan Kalkbrenner, Baylor Shireman. Like they have a lot of big shooters. they got a lot of size. Um, and clearly the teams in the Big East have done well so far in the NCAA tournament. So I, did, I think it's a different task, but Princeton has been able to make teams play the way that they want them to play, and if that happens, uh, I think Princeton's going to have a chance again. Myra, we got two number one seeds left in the tournament with arguably the two best players in Brandon Miller with Alabama and Marcus Sasser with Houston. Uh Curious to know from your perspective, which one of those teams has the best shot at winning it all? That's a really good question. I mean, Alabama's just kind of steamrolled everybody. Their region has, has been cleared out. So I think Alabama definitely has that path. I'm here in Kansas City right now with Houston. Uh, they're playing a Miami team that's been underrated, I think. Uh, a lot of shooters there, some veterans. And then on Sunday, they'd have to go through either a Xavier team that's been really good or a Texas team. Uh, that's been very good as well. So I would pick Alabama in that conversation. But, you know, I think Houston's really good, and they got a chance to go to the Final Four back home in Houston. I think that's part of their motivation. So I won't be shocked if both of these teams get to the Final Four and we end up seeing them play uh, for the second time this season. This is your Boost Mobile tournament preview. Switch to Boost Mobile for the power to save on one of America's largest 5G networks. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio with Myron Metcalf, 
ESPN college basketball writer. Myron, Nick Saban made these comments the other day in case fans didn't hear them. This was in reference to one of his own players, and many thought that they were very pointed comments. Here they are. Tony Mitchell has been suspended from the team on all team activities until we gather more information about the situation and what his legal circumstance is. And everybody's got an opportunity to make choices and decisions. There's no such thing in being at the wrong place at the wrong time. you got to be responsible for who you're with, who you're around, and what you do, who you associate yourself with, and uh, the situations that you put yourself in. So it is what it is, but uh, there is, you know, cause and effect when you make, you know, choices and decisions that uh, put you in bad situations. And, of course, many felt that it was very direct to the comments that Nate Oates initially made regarding Brandon Miller. Nate Oates says he doesn't take any offense to it. They made sure to trot Nick Saban out to basketball practice uh, this week after those comments, but they felt very pointed. So what is your take on this whole situation, not just involving uh, that dynamic, but the fact that Brandon Miller is playing in this tournament? Well, what's Nate Oates supposed to say? I mean, you're going to go against the godfather? When has that ever worked? Right? <laughs> like, what are you going to say? Yeah. So I think with that situation, it's like, even if he is offended, you can't say that. Um, you're not going to win. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I think if you're Nate Oates, you, you, you kind of told the party line a little bit. You, you say it wasn't a big deal. And obviously Alabama tried to kind of fix it and uh, make sure Nick Saban said, no, it's not what you think. I think overall, it's just a weird situation. It's not anything I've covered in my career. With Brandon Miller, I see both sides of it, okay? So I see the side of saying, listen, this guy was involved in something that ultimately led to a young woman's death. And there are two people, one of them affiliated with the team, headed to trial, being charged in her murder. And there's this superstar athlete who transported the weapon. He says unknowingly. Obviously, there are people who may have a difference of opinion about that. So I understand the side that says, those factors alone suggest that Brandon Miller should be sidelined and he shouldn't be playing. The other side of it to me is how long do you sideline him? And what is the danger of creating a system where people who aren't charged, people who aren't directly implicated in situations like this still get punished? Because I do think that's a slippery slope. Because if your star quarterback is at the club one night and there's a big brawl that breaks out, and someone's like, hey, I saw him at the club. Do you suspend him too? I just don't know the boundaries of kind of how you make some of those decisions. But I can see both sides of it. One's about perception. But I also think you got a young man who hasn't been charged. And I don't really know how you assign a punishment and kind of how long that punishment is supposed to be under those circumstances. I hear what you're saying, Myron, but in the first game back after Brandon Miller was cleared, the pat-down during the introductions after warm-ups, I'm sitting his ass down for that, but that's just me if I'm a head coach. I'm not Nate Oates. Talking with ESPN college basketball reporter Myron Metcalf on Greeny. And, Myron, there's been some talk about – How long do you sit him, though? I, I don't know, I'm but I'm sitting him down just. On, I'm sitting him down just for that. I, I don't know how, how long, long it ends up being, but is clearly the player. Four games. I don't know, Myron, but I, I would say this: it's clear that the player doesn't appreciate the gravity of the situation with the loss of life, with that type of introduction, with a teammate patting him down after he was linked it was a to, bad a, look. to a murder. Yeah, I'm not that, saying it wasn't a bad that, look. That, it was that, a that, look. That, that, there's there's an insensitivity there that a lot that opens the door for me 
to sit him down as a head coach because it's not just about winning basketball games at the collegiate level. It's also about character building with these young men. And Byron, from my perspective, I'm sitting him down for the rest of the season until all of that situation gets sorted out. And the primary reason is the guy reached out and said, I need my gun. And if you do that, you know you're not headed to a good situation. And that's my problem with it. Like, it, when Nick Saban says wrong place, wrong time, there, and there's no such thing. Like, to me, that's a perfect example. It's not like you didn't know that you were going to a place that maybe you shouldn't be going. Myron, I do want to yeah, get I you. I'm not I do, defending Myron, Brandon Myron, Miller. Myron. Yeah, I'm not defending Brandon Miller. No, I know. Hear me out, though. Yeah. What I'm saying is the people who are acting like it's a simple thing, I disagree with that. Because then you have to, you have to decide then that there's a system in place where people who aren't charged that there's still a punishment system there. And that's the thing with Brandon Miller. Again, how long do you sit him down and what will satisfy people? Is it the whole season? Is it a game? I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Myron, I do want to get your thoughts before we let you go on the conversation around potential tournament expansion. We're at a field of 68. There's been talk about expanding it to 90. I know coaches, um, you know, feel a different way about that. What are your thoughts on NCAA tournament expansion? Uh, it's a terrible idea, but it's not. It's going to happen because there's so much money on the line. But I, wh- how can you watch these first weekends? You know, now half of this second weekend, and feel like we got to change it. Why do we have to change anything? Keep it the way it is. But there's money involved, so it will expand. I just don't know how many more teams you need. If you're not one of the 68 teams that can qualify for this tournament, you're not supposed to be here, right? We don't have to give everybody an exception to get into this tournament because you want more participation. How many more opportunities do you need? especially if you're a power five team. So I say don't touch it, but it will expand, I guarantee, within the next five years. I mean, you know, they've put the court in the middle of these stadiums now where the game is a rumor where half the seats are because they (laughs) want to get as many people in there as they can now. And listen, I get it. It's all about money, but boy, it would, I'll just be blunt. It would suck to expand the tournament. I would hate that because it doesn't, it waters it down. Myron, awesome stuff as usual, brother. We appreciate the time. Appreciate you, Myron. Uh, thank you. Myron Metcalf, ESPN college basketball reporter, and he is, of course, host of Sunday Morning on ESPN Radio from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Of tonight's games, just quickly, Alabama-San Diego State, Alabama seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Canty, lock it in. Lockadini? Lockadini. <laughs> Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. You're damn right it is. I like it. I like it. It's brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Well, I don't want to put the kiss of death on Canty's Lakers. Bron Bron might be on the way back, or, you know, maybe not. That's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny. Hembo's wife, Lizzie, is now reading the book. And what did she tell you? On Goodreads, there are obviously no ratings yet because it's not out. And so I asked her, well, I assume that as soon as you're able, you'll give us a five-star review. She declined. She would give the book as many stars as it deserves. The wife of the co-author, she will give the book the number of stars she feels it deserves. Stern but fair. I respect that. You respect that, Cam. I live in a merit-based society. When you read our book and you go on Goodreads and you give it a review, you will not just automatically give us five stars because you work on the show. Well, I think it's even less expected of me to give it a five-star review than Lizzie. You said it's a merit-based society. (laughs) I'm not in a merit-based marriage. Like, this thing is set in stone. You gotta earn things. Just do me a solid, babe. (laughs) This is Greeny. Yeah, let me tell you where Cam doesn't have a clue right there. If your wife writes a book and you don't give it a five-star review immediately, you got a problem. That's going down. Yeah, it's not going to be good. That's your weekly rewind. It's brought to you by Dell. For small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Here's what I would say to that argument, though. Hmm. Uh, What is paying the mortgage these days? You know, like, where is the majority of our money coming from? If it's coming from me, I'm going to say, please put a five-star review in. If it's a joint venture, if it's coming from both sides, okay, I can see it a little bit more. But, you know, the merit-based, Cam, I think you're a little bit off on that. Yeah, probably. Bubba, thoughts, comments, you feel like it's 100% merit-based. Yeah, I mean, I I just enjoy the fact that Hembo's, you know, getting screwed over by his wife. (laughs) I just found it funny that uh, Hembo's going to get a bad review. Well, this is something that we can all agree on. That's the most important part. Absolutely. Well put. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. March is a huge month for basketball. It takes top talent to help these incredible teams get to this level. And if you're hiring, you can find top talent with ZipRecruiter. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Well, the Lakers are back. That's only the 58th time we've said that this season. Why are you being so negative? I don't understand. I'm not being negative. I'm being real. I'm being real. The question about LeBron coming back is more than a fair one. So yesterday, we got reports that LeBron uh, could potentially be back for the, or would be back for the final week of the regular season. And then LeBron tweeted out that there actually was not any sort of declaration in that regard. Here was his tweet. There wasn't an evaluation today, and there hasn't been any target date for my return. I'm working around the clock every day, three times a day, to give myself the best chance of coming back full strength whenever that is. God bless you all sources. I speak for myself. I hear where you're coming from, Bron, but I can't ignore what you did a week ago on your social media, posting an animation on your Instagram of you in a cryo chamber building the anticipation that you were going to come back to save the day. 
and why wouldn't you, right? Because think about what Rob Palenka has done with this team. He flipped that first-round draft pick that he's been holding on to so closely for the last couple of years in order to bring over pieces like Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt and D'Angelo Russell. They put more complementary players around LeBron so they could go on a run this year. If LeBron James is not going to push to get back, do everything he can to make sure that he's a part of the end of the regular season so they can qualify for the play-in or get a true playoff spot, a top six seed, then what the hell was the point in moving that first-round pick? You could have just waited for Russell Westbrook's contract to expire and go out and try to try to sign a max player in free agency like Kyrie Irving. I don't. If LeBron James doesn't come back, all of a sudden, Rob Palenka looks foolish for making the decision to trade that first-round pick. Is it just we, – we see this often with players, and I understand it, getting annoyed when they're not the ones that basically set the facts straight on what's going on. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady unretired because Adam Schefter and others came out and said he was retiring before the 2022 season. Mm-hmm. And then it looked like in 2022 that he was a retired player still out there on the field. Here's Perk, Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst on Get Up regarding the Lakers' potential fortune. I mean, have you seen the Western Conference? I mean, with the <laughs> injuries, the inconsistent play. Right now, I can't really point at one particular team that I could say, you know what? They're gonna win the, they're gonna represent the West uh for us in the NBA finals. I had the Clippers, but with Paul George going out, I'm I'm a little suspect. I'm a little suspect about it. But a healthy LeBron. With Anthony Davis, the way that he's playing right now, and what Rob Palenka did at the trade deadline, with finally adding pieces around him, around those two, that actually fit. Chris, I, I, I want a legitimate answer in your evaluation of the Lakers. Not as a fan, take that out. As somebody that watches the NBA very closely, what are their actual chances in the West? They're pretty damn good if you got LeBron James. If you get this version of Anthony Davis paired with LeBron James and the supporting cast continues to maintain this level, and what I mean by that is guys like Malik Beasley and Austin Reeves continue to shoot the lights out of the basketball, this team can go on a run. Think about this. The last 10 games, the Lakers have shot 47% from the field. 47%. Now, you, you, you know the formula for success with the LeBron James-led team is surround him with shooters Guys that can space the floor and give him and AD room to operate. We're seeing that in the half court with only one of the two superstars on this team. So, yeah, there's no reason to think that if they get into the playoffs that this team can't go on a deep playoff run. My biggest concern is can they get through? First of all, can they get in the play-in? And can they get through the play-in with LeBron James either being out or not being 100%? And tonight is a big game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Like, I know a lot of people don't have this game with the star and asterisk spot, but these are two teams that are vying for play-in spots. Right now, OKC is 11th, but if the Lakers drop this game to OKC, they're in the play-in, and the Lakers are potentially on the outside looking in. Well, the Lakers are 7-5 and five without LeBron, and they have uh, done it, uh, won the last couple of games in particular. Uh, so they've done a great job of staying afloat here. Yeah, they're 7-4 and four in the month of March. I just, because of all his injury and all of the injury potentials with this team, I just, I can't evaluate it properly. 
if we can sit here and say if everybody's healthy and everybody's on the court, they're a good team. Absolutely, they are. And I would give them an opportunity in the West as much as anybody else. But I can't say that in full confidence knowing what the scenario is around Anthony Davis that at any second it can fall apart on him. So if I told you right now today that the Lakers were going to be the 7 or 8 seed in the Western Conference playoffs, what would you say about the Lakers' prospects of getting to the Conference Finals or an NBA Finals? I would say they were, they were decent. But you, you have to be able to guarantee me that they're going to be healthy. That that's a guarantee you can't make. Yeah, but I mean, you can say that pretty much about every you single know specifically team in the Western that. Conference. But you know specifically about that. I get right where now. you're coming from. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, in Fort Greene. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We are coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. In just moments, it is what America anxiously waits for each and every week, and you will hear it in moments on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Greeny, the podcast. This is what we do. We spend time during the break writing down as many fake names as we can. There's some great ones out there in sports, though. We'll explain there in a moment. There's some great ones. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. The AutoZone Fix Finder service not only identifies the check engine light code, but also helps identify the most likely cause of the check engine light being on. The information provided by the free AutoZone Fix Finder service is verified by data from over 5.5 million ASC-certified technicians. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. What do you got? I'm just laughing. At some of the names in sports, man. So here's the idea. It's incredible. Here's where it it's comes incredible. from. This morning, you read the stories, and it came out of yesterday, about the, the league sending out a memo, the NFL sending out a memo, that you cannot engage with an individual named Ken Francis, yeah. who is uh, supposedly associated with Lamar Jackson, but not a certified NFL PA agent. You're not allowed to talk to anybody who is not a certified Agent Ken Francis, but the is a, wording of it though right. is what what seemed a little weird, right? Right, because it made it sound like Ken Francis was a fake person. It, it totally did. Ken Francis is a real person who is Lamar Jackson's business partner. But the first thing I thought when I heard Ken Francis is like, is Lamar Jackson reaching out to teams saying, "Hi, this is Ken Francis on behalf of Lamar Jackson," <laughs> trying to reaching out, trying to make a deal, changing his voice on the phone. Yeah, so I'm just sitting there reading the tweet that Shefty put out yesterday afternoon. He said, "NFL sent a memo to all clubs letting them know that an NFLPA informed the league that a person by the name of Ken Francis, who is not an NFLPA certified agent, may be contacting teams and attempting to persuade team personnel to enter negotiations with Lamar Jackson. (laughs) A person by the name of Ken Francis. So that just makes you think that the name is fake. It's fake for somebody else. So naturally... The list is what (laughs) determines who matters in this business. 
Spring list. We're, we're doing this one on the fly completely. Yeah. So let's just let it fly. Number five. Number five of the best fake names out there. Milton Bradley. Milton Bradley's great. Milton Bradley is great. <laughs> it's great. We will welcome any, any uh, input here from Bubba and from Cam as well uh, and to their thoughts for this list. Number, Number four. four. Number four, Coco Crisp. No doubt. Coco Crisp. I, I was is, always, I was always so angry that we weren't allowed to have Coco Crisp when I was a kid. Really, we we couldn't have like the sugary cereals. Yet somehow oh. we had Apple Jacks, which yeah. has plenty of sugar in it. I, I was more of a cinnamon toast crunch guy. Yeah, I wouldn't have yeah. been allowed to have yeah. that. I yeah, wouldn't. But I mean, my father's a doctor, and Apple Jacks are fine because yeah. the word apple is in the name. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Coco Chris. Now, he is of Cleveland Guardians fame, am I correct? correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Uh, number three. Number three. Richie Incognito. Yes! Richie Incognito. That's hey, tremendous. Hey, I want to introduce you to my friend, Richie Incognito. What, what's your friend's real name? No, it's, it, his real name is Richie Incognito. Now, I know Richie. He was my draft class, 2005. Shout out to those guys. Richie Incognito, one of the all-time best names in sports. Yeah. I mean, Bubba, your thoughts so far? Have we missed anything so far? Uh, no, we're just we're just scouring the names back here too. Those are great ones. I like uh, Frank Francisco, <laughs> Frank Frank. <laughs> yeah, Frank Frank. That's a good one. Are you yeah. familiar who the uh, Cardinals' first base coach is, Carlin? Uh, Jose, is it Jose Okendo? No, it's Stubby Clap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's another one. That's a good one. <laughs> that's another one. Number two, Stubby Clap. Stubby Number clap. two is Stubby Clap. One mm-hmm. uh, A. Al Albuquerque. <laughs> that's pretty good. How, how, how I know that's confused many people before. What about John David Booty? Yeah. Where are we with the booty? That's pretty good. I mean, immediately when you enter the third name into it, <laughs> you put them right into uh, someone who is on a on some sort of oh, a, a watch list. list. Uh, yeah. A watch list. A watch list or a leaflet at the post yeah. office. Some sort of Jim Bob poster. Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter. That's a great name. That's a great name. That's a great name. But listen, there is and only can be one number one. Number one. That's got to be Ron Mexico. That's an all-time great Ron name. Ron Mexico is outstanding. That is Michael Vick's alias. That, that's a great one. There's another one. Uh, the 1989 Winston Cup Series champion named Richard Trickle. Race yes. car driver. That's an unfortunate name, yeah. I would say. It's, it's a great name, though. <laughs> well, he didn't go by Richard. No, he didn't. No, but no, it's, a, it's a great name. Uh, Richard Trickle? Yes. Use no. your imagination. No, I don't need to. Uh, <laughs> Bubba, Cam, any others that we should throw yeah, into the mix uh, here? My, my mom would be mad at me if I didn't get this one in. Bake McBride, an old Phillies player. Oh, Bake McBride. <laughs> Love Bake McBride as a center fielder. Oh, man. He was absolutely outstanding. Well, he was a center fielder slash outfielder. Love Bake McBride. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. What about David Fales? David Fales. David Fales. Mm. As a quarterback, David Fales? That's not bad. Yeah. David That's not Fales. bad. I, I won't lie. I thought David Blow or David Blau was fake when I heard that, that name for the fake. first time. O.J. Mayo? <laughs> Let's just do it. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? And that, of course, is the segment that America waits for each and every week, hosted by the one and only Bubba, who earlier this week when I was driving home, there was a car on the highway that had Bubba's last name on the license plate. 
just out of nowhere. And Bubba's last name is Peregrine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was wild. It was on the license plate, Peregrine. And I'm like, Bubba, what are you doing out here in New Jersey following me around? It was a Tesla. And I'm like, Bubba, you must be rolling some circles I don't know about. Well done. Yeah, that was pretty wild um, when you sent that. I enjoyed that a lot. Mm. Um, that was just one of my assistants out there. Is that the car <laughs> that hit you, Carlin? That was, things, yeah. that was, no, that was not the truck that hit me last week. No. Yeah, that was just the guy who was in charge of uh, keeping tabs on you. The Bubba Mobile. So I got to tell him to do a better job of lay low. <laughs> He's getting too close. <laughs> Bubba, have at it for who you got. All right, we're gonna, let's do, uh, we got a couple of games tonight. Let's just pick one of them. So let's do number three, Xavier, versus number two, Texas. This one is Texas minus four. Who you got tonight on this one? You know, I'm, I'm running with Texas here, and primarily because if you look at it, you look at Kansas State last night, the Big 12 has been the best conference in college basketball all season long. And I think Texas has really uh, run the gauntlet here. And, you know, factor in the stupidity of their head coach earlier this year in uh, what happened uh, with uh, Chris Beard. And then now he get hired at Ole Miss. The charges were dismissed against him. But nonetheless, around that team, that was obviously a major factor early in the season. And yet here they are in the Elite Eight. I'm going to ride with Texas in this game. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Texas too. I thought they were really impressive defensively against Jalen Pickett and Penn State in that win that they had in order to get to the Sweet 16. So I'm rolling with Texas too. That team has been through a lot, as you mentioned. And adversity has a way of being able to forge a group of men and make them better for it and potentially serve as a catalyst for them on a championship run. Next. All right. One team who did not make the NCAA tournament is Detroit Mercy. Their star player is Antoine Davis, who despite playing for five seasons with a three-point line, he was unable to top Pete Maravich's NCAA scoring record. He only played for three seasons without a three-point line. Anyways, Detroit Mercy finished 14-19. and They weren't invited to the NIT or the CBI. And Antoine Davis says he feels cheated out of the record. Do you agree with him? Who you got? Oh, dear God, no. No, T- take a seat, son. No, I mean, less. Pete Maravich, as you said, did it in much different circumstances, and you're complaining because your team wasn't very good? How about you make your team better with your play? Yeah, he's clearly gunning for that record. That's clearly yeah. what it was all about. It exactly. wasn't about winning no games. And listen. And now the kid can fill it up now. Yes. I mean, he can, he can score points in bunches. That's great. Fun to watch. That's great. He's, yeah. got, he's got absolutely But, but competition level matters. But I mean, it's and just got also no leg the cir- to stand on Also, here. the circumstances in which Pete Maravich did it is different. So, yes. yeah, I think the degree of difficulty was greater for Pistol Pete than it was for Antoine Davis. So he got to miss me with the feeling cheated out of a record. Yeah, sit down, Junior, before you hurt yourself. That's yeah. what I would say. Yeah, Bubba? I'm with you on that. All right, to college football, where Ferris State won the Division II National Championship back in December. However, after the game... Two of their players lit cigars in their smoke-free locker room, and now their coach is suspended for one playoff game, not just a game in the regular season, Wow, a playoff game next year whenever it happens. What are your thoughts on this one? Who you got? Wow. Why is it, for a playoff game? Yeah, because they want to make do- the point that – he, he, they violated the rules during a postseason game. Yeah, but I mean, or after a postseason. But think about after how winning the national championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cigars after a postseason game and a national championship game means. 
I, listen. I mean, Joe Burrow did it and it set the world on fire. We, Everybody, it's the cool thing to do now. We got to stop taking ourselves too seriously if we're yeah. the NCAA. It's suspended by the NCAA, I assume, here, Bubba? That's yeah, who did it? I, I yeah, believe so, I mean, yeah. come on. Can we lighten up? Stop picking on Ferris State, man. It's Ferris State. <laughs> they got enough to Let deal with. Let them enjoy the moment. Exactly. <laughs> Dear God, lighten up. Bubba, next. NFL, the Lions haven't won a division title since 93 when they were in the NFC Central. Only the Browns, who won in 89, have a longer drought. Which team is your favorite to win the NFC North in 2023? Who you got? The last time they won the division, their current division isn't the same. Like, that's wild to me. The last time they won the division, the majority of the team wasn't alive yet. Like, that's wild to me. Yeah. Like, you got to go back to the early 90s, the last time they won. That's wild. That's not. That being said, yeah, I think the Detroit Lions are going to win the NFC North. If they don't, I don't see when they're going to have a better opportunity. Yeah, I I do want to see this be more of a race. I can't believe it that I would say that they're that big of a favorite in my mind, but they are. Uh, I really want to see the Bears play well this year and and push them for the division. They I, should. They'll take a step. I don't know how big of a step they're going to take. Well, they they were they had the worst record. That's why they yeah. had the number one pick. So there's a lot of room to grow there. But I will say this: Dan Campbell, the favorite to be coach of the year. There's probably a reason for that. That's the presumption that this team will contend for a division title. Yep. One last one, Bubs Rooker. Sure. Today is National Cheesesteak Day, mm. and it's also National Cocktail Day. So, which one are you more excited about? Thirty seconds. Who you got? Uh, the cheesesteak. Yeah, I would the probably go steak. the cheesesteak too. And, and and I don't want to hear about the chicken cheesesteak because that's no. not that doesn't count. No, it's got to be a real cheesesteak, provolone cheese, sautéed onions and mushrooms. The works. Yeah, totally agree. And you know, don't go to the if you're going to Philly, you don't go to the tourist places. It's not Pat's and Gino's people. Go elsewhere. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.